Hello and welcome everybody to episode 18 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. I am Ducky O'Brien and today we'll be going over something a little bit different. I would like to talk about the streaming platform Kick and how they allegedly signed XQC to a contract for $70 million. This is a non-exclusive contract, meaning that XQC is free to stream on other platforms. Now, I saw a clip of, I think, Trainwreck talking to someone and, and like hinting at the fact that it's probably not a $70 million contract. Because a number was thrown about and we don't know where it came from. I saw another clip saying that XQC's agent leaked the deal. So we'll wait and see, but yeah, take everything you hear on the internet with a grain of salt. Someone needs to show evidence, and there has to be enough evidence. Obviously, all of that could be faked. Anyways, what we do know is that XQC did sign a deal with Kick, and he brought over a lot of viewers to the platform. So I was there when he ended his stream on Twitch, and he switched to Kick. It actually crashed the site. So I was very curious because this immediately reminded me of when Microsoft signed Ninja and Shroud to stream exclusively on Mixer. Now people meme about Mixer, but Mixer was actually a pretty good platform. It just didn't have enough people there, but I really liked the features of Mixer. One of the things I really liked was how easy it was to co-stream because it would have both people's streams in the feed. And would have both people's chat merged into one. But after the stream ended, it would just be your video feed and your chat feed. So if there was someone on my chat feed typing, whoever I was co-streaming with could see it. But at the end of the stream, it would split and that chat history would be saved on my page only. So I thought that was really neat. It took care of a lot of problems where Twitch wouldn't let you save VODs for co-streams and all of that. Anyways, that was a long time ago, but the point is that Microsoft signing Ninja and Shroud to Mixer did absolutely nothing in, in the long term for the platform. So I think MatPat broke down why the deal really wouldn't do much for Mixer. I watched that video and that was pretty insightful. The reason why it didn't do too much for the platform was because it did bring over a lot of people to Mixer. But when Shroud and Ninja stopped streaming, they left Mixer. So while you did see a huge spike of people on the platform, they didn't stick around. They didn't stream on Mixer and they didn't go watch other streamers on Mixer. And you need that for the ecosystem to be healthy. Big streamers can't really carry the platform unless there are a lot of them. So I saw an article on Dexerto saying that XQC apparently brought in 1 million new accounts for Kick in 24 hours when he started streaming. That's insane. That's, that's a lot of accounts. Now I don't know where this million followers is coming from because if you look at XQC's Kick page, he's currently at 267,649 followers on Kick. Well, let's just say they're all legitimate accounts. I was very interested in seeing if this translated into more people streaming and more people viewing. So I was using a website called streamcharts.com and I don't know how legitimate this site is. Everything can be faked on the internet. It's a website that shows the analytics of the streaming websites around the world. At least the ones that are known. Obviously, there could be a streaming website that I just never heard of. That's really huge. As I was looking at the numbers, I noticed that 
kick was doing pretty well there was a huge uptick in a lot of people watching and a lot of people streaming and that's a really good sign so i kind of looked at the categories there did seem to be a lot more people watching these categories and that's not really a large feat because there's almost no one watching content on kick other than for the big streamers and they usually do just chatting so I was looking at the list of top streamers for Kick, and I noticed something very strange. So at the top, you saw XQC, and then followed by Aiden Ross, and this makes sense because they are the two largest streamers on the platform. And then you saw these weird accounts. They had profile pictures that were all the same. It was a picture of Drake, or text saying Drake versus Steak. They have very similar names, so it's like Special Charity, X-Event Charity, Money Day, Special Charity, Event Special, Money Event, Event Dash Charity, Money Live, Charity Dash Giveaway, Money Giveaway, Giveaway Crypto 2023, Day Event. And the first two pages are full of these accounts. And if you look at the hours watched, peak viewers and average viewers, they actually had a lot. They were around 35,000. As you go down, it went from like about 44,000 all the way down to 30,000, 20,000, and it kept going. And the runtime for these streams were anywhere from 5 minutes to 25 minutes. The most probable scenario is that these are scam streams that are view botted. Because these are not known streamers, they're just random accounts, and there's no way they would pull in thousands of viewers especially with a picture of Drake and some rando name. So this kind of reminded me of YouTube. YouTube has a problem with these Tesla crypto streams. So every once in a while you will see a stream and the account will say Tesla and you will see a video of Elon Musk usually talking to Jack Dorsey or someone else and it will have something like Elon is changing the face of crypto. And when you go into the channel, it will have this video playing, chat will be empty, and it will have like a message saying, oh, if you enter now in the next 20 minutes, your life will be changed or something like that. And if you go to this website, it is a double scam. So it will say, if you send us crypto in this wallet, we will double it and return it to you. Now, this is nonsensical. Anytime you hear this, you got to run. There's no reason for you to give someone money and then they double it. It just makes more sense for them just to give you free money to begin with. <laughs> Anyways, it's obviously a scam. So if you give them any crypto, they take it and you never see it again. And so you might be wondering, how do these scam streams operate? So it's very nefarious and I almost got victim to it. There's a lot of smaller channels that were hit by this and might have never recovered. But essentially, they will send you an email posing as a usually a toy company or a drone company. Now, they might change it up because scams are always evolving. But it was a Chinese company and they were sending me a drone or a toy. Usually, the email says something like, Oh, we think your channel will be a great fit for our product. We would like to partner with you and sponsor you. And I was like, Wait a darned minute, I make videos about video games and random stuff and my viewership is very low. Why in the world would anyone want to sponsor me, let alone a toy or drone company? And how they get you is they will link a PDF with the offer. And when you click on it, it will run an exploit. This exploit will copy session tokens 
and then send it over to the scammers. With the session tokens, they have almost full access to your YouTube channel and they don't need to log in or use two-factor authorization. So once they have this session, they can do everything they can without having to re-log in. So this involves like changing the account, deleting all the videos, they'll change it to make it look like it's a Tesla account, put up that fake video, modify chat so no one can really talk in it. I think they said it so like your follow age has to be a couple of years and that's not possible for these channels because they weren't even around for a couple of years. I, I don't remember exactly, but there's no one chatting in these streams. Now, it might change with ChatGPT. They might populate it with text that looks like it's from a real person and make it feel more like an active stream. That would be super dangerous. Anyways, I was lucky because I'm super paranoid and I set my browser to permanently incognito mode so that when I close it, there's nothing saved in the temporary internet files, no cookies, no nothing. And I always log out of my accounts and I close my browser every time I log into something. It's very annoying because I can't have multiple tabs open. But I do it and so far it has saved me because I have accidentally clicked on one of these PDF files. Boy, I am very thankful that my account has not been compromised uh, yet. I'm pretty sure in the future these hacking methods will get more intricate and you know a lot of accounts will become compromised. Going back to Kick, it's very interesting to see this. It's very humorous because there's not enough people streaming, so these boss streams stick out like a sore thumb. They're literally in the top two pages of top streams for that week. Honestly speaking, I don't think it's the biggest problem because YouTube has this problem. Twitch is also infested with bots. Not just bot streams, but like literally bots. I stream a lot on Twitch and I have to do a bot check every stream. There's always a chatbot sneaking in trying to collect data. Going back, I'm keeping an eye on the data to see if signing XQC, and they also sign Amaranth by the way. I'm kind of interested in seeing if signing these streamers actually helps the platform. It seems to be a little bit different than Mixer in that there does seem to be more people streaming and more people watching. Not just XQC and the bigger streamers but smaller streamers as well. There does seem to be a tiny trickle down effect. But it's hard to tell because these bot streams are messing the numbers up. So we'll have to wait and see if Kick actually does grow healthier. Now whether or not you like Kick, it's Besides the point because I think more competition is good and honestly Twitch needs competition. In my opinion they've been mismanaged. The people in charge don't seem interested in changing their ways unless they're losing money. And the people in charge don't really seem interested in, in making a platform that's better for people making content and for people watching the content. They're just there to make money and it does feel very soulless right now. For me, one of the biggest things they can do to improve Twitch is to get rid of forced pre-roll ads because that kills discoverability. A person trying to check out a small streamer that they've never seen before, if they get blasted in the face with an ad, they're just going to click off and go to another streamer. They're not going to bother and if Twitch's idea is to inundate the platform and viewers with ads so that they feel compelled to sign up for Twitch Turbo, that's a terrible idea because no one's going to pay you money because you made the experience worse. It doesn't work. There's a reason why people cut cable. 
that you don't want to inundate people with ads and you don't want the viewing experience to be worse and then upsell plans to make it better. That doesn't really work in the long term. It may work in the short term, but people are going to get tired and just stop watching. So if you really want to make money, if you really want platform to do well, you have to make it a place that people want to be. The answer is simple as that. Now you got to throw in some smart monetization in there as well. But if the people don't want to stay and they end up leaving, you're not going to have anything there. I don't know what I'm talking about. I could all be wrong. You know, I, I really don't know what I'm talking about. These are just my thoughts that I'm recording. I just really like making content right now. But at the same time, I could just quit and delete all my channels. I wouldn't really care. But I'm doing it right now because it's what I want to do. And obviously, I'm, I'm not the best at it, but I am trying my best. And so when I see new platforms, it kind of makes me excited because I want it to do well. I want there to be more competition. I want there to be more chances to be discovered for people making, you know, whatever content they want to make. The thing that I want the most is a chance for everyone to succeed because if that exists, then maybe I can succeed as well. That's it. Anyways, that's going to be it. This was a little bit rambly. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any ideas on this, let me know. You can contact me in a variety of ways. You can email me at duckyobrienshow at gmail.com. You can contact me on my Twitch, which is Ducky O'Brien. My YouTube channel, which is at Ducky O'Brien or Archivers. I also have a Discord. That's a little bit secret. I'm not going to really link it. I would love to know what you guys think. If you have any observations, I just find all of this fascinating. And I'm excited for the future. See what it brings. I also kind of like it when these mega corporations get a reality check from their user base. I hope that happens with Reddit. Because Reddit is kind of in a, a similar situation. But it, it gives me hope for the future. Hopefully it's not like a corporation-run dystopia like like all these cyberpunk movies and games. All right, that was episode 18 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And as always, hope you guys are staying safe and seen out there. And I'll catch you guys next time.